What about historical accuracy? What if when the historian goes, uh, sorry, Sir Ridley, it didn't quite happen like that. You go, listen, I've, I've, I've done enough with you. Well, like, you, you have know, to have artistic license, I, right? I would say, how did you know where you're there? <laughs> yeah. They go, oh, no, right. So, exactly. so I said, you know, Rod had 400 books written about him. So it means maybe the first one was the most accurate. The next one is already doing a version of the writer. Yeah. By the time you get to 399, guess what? A lot of speculation. Hello and welcome to a Black Friday. The Blackest Friday. <laughs> this is uh, before and after reviews where we go and see a brand new movie in the theater and give our thoughts before and after. And I am Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're just another movie night. And yeah, this is Black Friday and we're going to see a brand new movie called Napoleon. By Ridley yeah. Scott. <laughs> yeah. So look... The debate's going to be, and, and by the way, if I sound nasally, it's because I am sick. I am under the weather because it's the holidays and it always happens to me. But you look good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you have that going for you. <laughs> Which is nice. Uh, but the debate's going to be, can you enjoy a movie when it's based on historic character or facts and it sways those, like, against those facts and just makes a movie can it still be enjoyable i think that's the big question here because i know right out of the gate <laughs> you in particular are mad or just questioning the idea that the actors are involved and you know they're not french or whatever you were wanted to say so really what do you think about this overall like this idea that you can enjoy a movie outside of that Here's the thing. I think you can enjoy a movie for any reason that you'd like to enjoy the movie for, whether it's for, like, you know, fast cars, hot babes, whatever you want to enjoy the movie for. That's your prerogative. However, I feel like if you're making a movie that's based on history, true events, and a real-life person, I feel that you should at least try to hire an actor that embodies that person in some way. Like, I know it's not possible to recreate napoleon uh you know he 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 was a terrible person it was i i get it but you have to at least hire a french actor you have to at least try and i think that although i love joaquin phoenix and i think he's a terrific actor i think that if you're doing a, a piece like a history piece you really should adhere to those kind of things that are really important and i feel that it's pretty important to not have an American actor playing a French dictator. Why? Because it's one thing if he's American and he's trying to do like either an accent or something. I don't hear that in the trailer at all. I see an American playing an American. So Mike, I mean, this is where it comes down to because you can't make a movie and not have 
you can't make an American movie, a movie made for Americans, for with subtitles, or you you can either do it one way, right? Why is this movie made for Americans? This is a movie made by a, a British director for an Amer- um, you know. Do you think it's made for an American audience? I don't believe that. I believe that movies are made for everybody. Yeah, but if that was true, then more movies would have. Like, uh, look, I agree. No, I agree. This is this is a sketchy little conversation, right? Because my point is that all movies definitely should be made for everybody. We know that's not the 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 that's the problem, though. It's not because American audiences have a hard time with subtitles. Uh, we don't. I don't, and I'm fine with it. And if this was made by French people or you know with french a uh, french cast and crew and everything like that maybe it would be something different because this is made by a man who's definitely trying to sell it to american audiences to get more money I and mean, let's let's face people make movies for themselves like these directors make movies they want to share it with other people but it's an art form that they put out for other people am, am i right in saying this and you definitely think you're going to, like, right now the big market is over in China for movies. Movies make a lot of money. So all these movies are now trying to sway that audience. But if they really wanted to sway that audience, they would just make movies in Chinese. You, you can. You know, the one of the biggest, like, uh, box office markets is America. Now, by having the character have an accent... What's the point? That's my question. Like, why have an accent? The character doesn't have an accent. He does speak French. Not the character, but the historical figure. So why even have an accent? I kind of think it's pointless. Now, we've seen a lot of movies where actors are playing famous historical figures, and they're not particularly sounding like that character or looking like that character, but we have to immerse ourselves in the idea of it. I agree. One example would be Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. I, I do yeah, that's agree a with that. Great example. Um, but I, I feel that I mean I don't think that movie was fantastic anyway. But I just feel like this is a, it's it's a real real person just like Marie Antoinette. But I feel like they they have to at least try. They have to at least try. And and I feel like it. You can tell by looking at Joaquin Phoenix. He he's an American actor. And I don't know what the rest of the cast is going to bring. Like, I, I don't know. Um, it's just a weird debate to me because... I just, I, feel, I just feel like you can't... Like, if you have... If you're making a... So you're okay with British actors playing American char- actors? Uh, characters? Or American... Uh, you know, like, this is the whole conversation. This doesn't make sense. Because we just had... I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of... Okay, well, it's like Queen Elizabeth, okay? You cannot... Like, if you're going to have an American actress play Queen Elizabeth, which happened, at least there was sort of a, a British accent that tried. They, they tried. They tried. Okay. Um, I just, I feel like, I mean, I don't think it was particularly effective, but they tried. Here, it, it doesn't seem like they're trying. It just seems like he's trying to make some big epic war movie. And I feel like epic war movies are a dime a dozen these days. So I think they should try and make this different because it is based on a real life human. Huh. That's just what I feel. Like you want to make a you want to make a war movie? Go ahead. You know they they're made all the time. But if you're going to base it on a human being in history, then you really should. You know, I mean, Bill and Ted got it right for Christ's sake. 
I'm sorry, not to be an asshole, but I mean, it's 100% true. Bill and Ted was a comedy. It was a silly movie. It was great. We love it. However, their Napoleon actually was a little French guy. You know, like, come on, you got to try. You cannot do, you cannot do an American actor, you know, like, especially because Ridley Scott is British. Even if you're going to go this route and you're going to make this movie, make it, hire a British actor or something. And maybe they'll try to do an accent, a French accent. But that's my, that's what I'm saying. Why is the accent so important to you? Because he was French. He was a French. He doesn't speak in, like, the accent doesn't make it any different. But it does if you feel like you're... He's still going to be talking English, you know, you know, in English. But still, at least if he has an accent, you'll feel like you're you're watching um, at least some semblance of this dictator, okay? Like right now, I'm watching Joaquin Phoenix in a that's freaking the whole, big hat. But that's the whole thing. That's the immersion. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous to say, oh, I'm looking at Sam Neill fighting a dinosaur. Or are you watching a movie and, and believing in the characters doing their thing that they're doing? Like yes, but, how you would watch this movie and believe that he is Napoleon. But Sam Neill is, is fighting a dinosaur and is not based on a real life human being. No, but my point is that there's an immersion in any movie. You have to completely suspend disbelief when you're watching any movie. And so when you're watching a historic movie as well, you have to suspend your disbelief and believe, hey, this guy's Napoleon. Because he has to make me believe that he's Napoleon. That's the thing. But it's the whole point. We didn't see the movie. We didn't even know. You're right. well, automatically judging it. By... Yes, I am based on the trailer. I am like, okay, what, come on. What, what's going on here? What is this? I don't know why. I, this kind of shocks me because we, we have seen so many British actors play Americans. And yeah. there's that question of, is should that be okay? Yes. But, it's it's but, fine. But it's not okay in this situation. Because when you have... Okay, say you have Kate Blanchett, who is a I, British actress. I understood okay? that, yeah. She's playing an American actress. She's playing with an American accent. She is... She completely scrapped her British accent, and she's coming off and portraying herself as an American. That is different than what's happening here, or what I've seen in the, in the trailer. But, but my question is, would you... I mean, would you just rather it all be in French? I mean, I... Because, I mean, that to me sounds like the next logical okay, step well, of what you're saying. No, no, not really. You're you're missing the in-between. The in-between would be, um, just, you know, not having the subtitles, making a movie that's, you know, relatively coherent where they at least have French accents. Well, what if they do... Since we haven't seen the movie and we're just speculating here, what if the movie starts off doing that thing that a lot of movies have figured out recently where the characters are speaking in French and then it slowly comes into English? Okay, well... And then that's the whole idea of... We've seen a couple movies like this. I think Tom Cruise did this in Valkyrie, where he plays a German officer. Mm-hmm. And then his German, which is a real character... Those are real people, by the way. Same thing with Schindler's List, where a British man was playing this German, right? Okay, and it was effective. But that's my point. Like, you know, having the character's voices change might be fine like tom cruise went from german to english and so then we're it's basically tricking our minds into thinking they're still speaking another language okay. but we're hearing it in english that could be intelligent I, mean, I don't know if that'll happen I, think, I doubt it will but would that be okay for you i mean it's stretching it's stretching i mean i i want to be able like the whole point is like this joaquin phoenix is is a great actor 
What nationality is he? he? He's Jewish. And I think his father was like maybe part French. Oh. But I, I think he's Jewish. He's got, he's like a, a mix of, uh, he's got a mix, but. Well, Scott picked him, Ridley Scott, the director, picked him because he says he thinks he looks like him. Okay. And that's fine. But at least if you're going to have some, an actor that you think looks like the, the person that we're discussing, then he should try to embody that person. I mean, he, I mean, he's going to embody that person. He's just not going to do the voice. Okay. Which we we'll don't have see. any historic document. We don't have any audio tape of his voice. Okay. Right? We'll, we'll see. I mean. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a confusing debate because... We've seen so many movies throughout our lifetimes where this has never been an issue. That's why I'm wondering now, why is this becoming an issue? Is it, is it some kind of new hot box thing to now point out that everybody should be played by a thing? No, see, that's, that's where you're misunderstanding me. I do not believe that at all. I, I, I believe that um, a British actor can, can play, uh, um, you know, an American and The only difference versa. is they have to completely change their voice. I feel like it, no, if you're, if you're going to take a, an iconic person in history, it, that's important to not fuck that up. And I feel like you should embody that person. Well, look, uh, you brought up Ma Maria Antoinette and I think it's a great example because I actually think that movie is very good. Uh, I know, uh, it could be debatable, but she was trying to do something very interesting with the source mm -hmm. of what that history was and kind of, I don't know, gel trying to change the way the style was to kind of fit a idea for people today to understand what it was like then by mixing culture. I think it's intriguing. Uh, I think that uh, like Elvis did that recently with uh mixing in more modern music mm -hmm. into the movie. Yes. Uh, some people didn't like that, but I think that the point of why it was done was to hammer in a message or a tone. And I think it kind of can, can work really well. Mm -hmm. um, now, really Scott and he, he's been on a rant recently. He just loves speaking shit. He's been talking so much crap and he's got a lot of things to say. In particular, he said, to anybody who, uh, the historians who were calling him out for the movie being historically inaccurate, he said, fuck you. Um, were you there? So, you know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, he said, and his, his quote kind of got taken out of context, basically only cutting it down to that. And he followed it up by saying straight up that there have been many books written about historical. There's been 400 books written about Napoleon, just say. Mm -hmm. And then he said, as time goes on, those books start, start affecting each other. All writing starts affecting each other. The history, the, like the whole historic facts start getting blended into myth. So that's what kind of a movie he wanted to make was more about the myth so he's doing a lot of stuff in the in the trailer in particular. There's definitely a historic inaccuracy with him being, uh, I think, at Maria Antoinette's death in, uh, in the okay. trailer, and that is not true. But he, I think, he was taking a lot of the art people who who did, did like depicted Napoleon in all these different paintings and stuff. I think he was trying to turn those paintings into a movie. So. There's a scene in the trailer that 
is based off of someone's painting. So I don't know. That's the whole, that's, that was my whole question really is, is this okay? Because I also feel a little on edge with the whole idea of it. Because on one hand, I like a good history movie because I'd like to learn these lessons, but movies tend to give false history. Well, yes, they do, of course, but I mean, it's kind of like smart-assy of Ridley Scott to say, were you there? Because guess what, Ridley Scott, were you there? No, that's exactly you know? right. So I mean, you can be a smart-ass all you want, but you know, I'm going to just bring up one thing that just kind of goes to what I was saying, is that the movie Spencer, this is played by an American actress, Kristen Stewart, and she... Sorry. And she um, played it amazingly. I thought she did really, really good playing playing Princess Di. So I, I think that that's not what I'm saying is that you can't, you know, do the switcheroo where a British actor or a different ethnicity but, plays a white person or a white person plays a different ethnicity. But in that particular situation, uh, Kristen Stewart is playing a, a person who had an accent. Yes. You, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you, it's, she was that's a, she fine. had a British accent. Yeah, that, but so you, she she can imitate that. Otherwise, yes. the whole idea. What I'm trying to say to you is, the only way that they could work in what you're saying is if he talks French. He wouldn't have a French accent. That's my point. So why even have the French accent? You have I, to believe that the American, the uh, English accent, the English voice that he's using, is. French. Okay, you well, just you have know, to suspend disbelief. You do have a point. You have a point. So, uh, I just don't see uh, Joaquin Phoenix as as. Why? I just don't. I don't know why. I have to. I can't well, picture this. It's not the trailer. Did not grab me. I'm not going to lie. Let me ask you this: Is is he a good actor? Yes, he is. Yes. So, is there a possibility that he's going to do something on screen here that's fantastic? Always. Exactly. So I'm fascinated by it. I'm, I'm, I was more fascinated my question about is this okay to his, make historically inaccurate movies? Is it dangerous? But I also think that it is interesting to talk about an actor just, I mean, I, I, that's, I guess that's a big question is, is Joaquin Phoenix going to play Joaquin Phoenix on screen? You know, it, like sometimes an actor like him is so big now that he just starts becoming himself on screen. Will he be able to transport us into that character? This is what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm saying. I no, don't, I, I feel like I, I'm going to be watching Joaquin Phoenix and that is not a bad thing. However, when you're trying to play a historical figure, you should embody that historical figure. So we'll see if he can do it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, uh, I'm saying that y the actor sometimes can be, you Intense. know, completely, <laughs> well, no, can, completely polarize a film like sometimes an actor like that's why a lot of times Nicolas Cage has become like an actor like Nicolas Cage can become kind of a meme or a, or a joke in a movie because now we're seeing him we want to go see him do something and it's not particularly the character he's playing we kind of just want to see him and uh, that can get ruined because some actors just melt into their their uh the films or their roles Joaquin Phoenix has done that for me. He's always kind of melted into the roles, but is he becoming so big that he's starting to blend into 
oh, we're going to see Joaquin Phoenix play Napoleon. Like, I, I want to see how that turns out for me, because when I saw the trailer, I do see that Joaquin Phoenix thing, but I do feel like he could shock me and do something really interesting, because the character is, the, the historic figure that this movie is based on is an interesting character. I mean, yeah, of And course. so... There could be a lot there. I mean, you know, I could but, be I could be totally way off base, but it's just my, you know, this is before and after, so I'm telling you my thoughts going into the movie, and um, it might not be popular opinion, but I, I just don't feel that the trailer, the trailer just did not grab me, that's all. It didn't. So hopefully see, my, my yeah. opinion will change by the end of this. I'll come out saying, okay, I was wrong, and I, will, I would say I'm, I was wrong about this if I feel that way. I will say it. Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope just you saying. wouldn't just say like I'm gonna defend myself. Um, yeah, I think the trailer did grab me. I I really dig this trailer. I love that he is using. Um, first off, let's he's gonna. If anything, the directing is gonna be incredible. He's an interesting director. He uh he does hit and misses, so it could be really interesting. So I'm yeah. hoping that that stylized thing will be uh, elevated. And I hope that that's what works. I really love in the trailer they're playing like war pigs, mm-hmm. uh, which is really neat. I kind of love that. But, of course, there's going to be people, like you're saying, with that historic timing. Oh, well, they should play more. No. Like, I can understand we, we're okay with score, but I would really like to see that intense use of music and stuff like that. I think that would be really neat. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, let's go check it out. I need to warn you, the storm is near. Napoleon is coming. And we're back. We just saw the movie. You said two hours and 38 minutes? That's correct. Could you imagine a four hour and a half, four and a half hour version of this movie? I can't imagine that, but it's happening. According to Ridley Scott, he's going to put it out on Apple TV. Yeah. That's uh, the, that's how much uh, stuff he filmed in this film. I can I can definitely understand that. Yeah, I can too. Because yeah. there's a lot of things I feel like they're missing in the film. Yeah. A lot of characters, a lot of uh, plot points kind of disappear. Mm, it's pretty evident that they do. You know, like it's it. A lot. I mean, I guess some people won't notice, but I did. Yeah, uh, like his brother. His brother. The fact that Josephine had two kids. Well, she one of them shows up again, but yeah, not the son. But not through the whole movie, you know. Yeah, not really talked about. I guess it's more focused on him yeah. and the things that matter to him. But you think his brother would be a big part of that, and his mother. Well, I mean, his mother did have some, a little bit of play in the movie, but not not enough. She uh, is a central part of who he is and why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of odd to not really circulate around her a little bit more. Yeah, I get it. Um, I know that they're trying to hit the biggest moments in this in this uh, person's life. And uh, that would really have to do with uh, Josephine and his battles. Yeah. Uh, that, that Those are the epic thing especially since they're using the apparent letters between the two characters throughout yeah i feel like i mean weren't they all lost though they were sold off so i think that they actually have retrieved them and i think that's where a lot of his personas come from okay 
it's kind of funny though because so many things that have become myth about this character or this this I I, I hate to see character. He was a historical figure. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things about him that have become more of a character that this movie doesn't even touch on. You know, like uh, the hand in the shirt myth. Yeah. The the idea that he had like a third nipple and all this <laughs> stuff. Um, a lot of crazy stuff like that. Or or the the reason that the one of the pyramids, the statues of the pyramids, has no nose is because they were fire testing fire at it. Yeah. There's a lot of I things th- like that. They put in something about, you know, they did have like one shot of the pyramid thing. But. Yeah, and the, him firing on the pyramids <laughs> is what stopped the the strength of that. Yeah. That he, they were willing to destroy artifacts, like legendary things to, to beat him. It, that part of it is great. I don't know how you feel about it, but the parts about his uh, military feats are pretty awesome. I think that Ridley Scott did an amazing job filming this movie. I will say that I liked the whole... Um, the battlefield scenes were just completely engrossing. Yeah. And they were disgusting. And he put gore when needed, but not not so... Not, you know, oversaturated. Yeah. And there are some... There were some beautiful, beautiful cinematography things like happening here, like the the, uh, the set pieces. I don't know where they filmed this movie, but these these buildings and the art, you know, just the 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 ceilings and just I mean everything about the architecture that was in this movie was breathtaking. Yeah, the costumes were great. Yes, yeah, so, I think he did a, a pretty good job filming this film. I yeah. I, I really do. I will say that it's shocking to see that Joaquin Phoenix is actually 5'8". <laughs> yeah. And Napoleon, the real Napoleon, was 5'6". Okay. But what's funny, I was thinking, is that it's amazing what a presence Joaquin Phoenix has on screen because he played Johnny Cash. Yeah. Who was literally 6'2". I was going to tell you. I was going to so talk like, about that when we were talking in the before. He was a giant and he played Johnny Cash and you didn't even like notice those little kind of details that he's much shorter than the real Johnny Cash. Yeah. Because he has such, um, it's imposing, like an imposing presence. He's so intense, like his acting, but also his face. Yeah. He just looks, he has an intensity, kind of like Sean Penn, like... You look at Sean Penn on screen and you're like afraid of this guy. I mean, he's he just has an imposing way about him. And I love Joaquin Phoenix's ability to act with his face. It's great. So, yeah, what what else you got? Yeah, no, I, I so yeah, in the before we were talking a lot about history and versus whatever. I think they did a really good job. I'm sure that as time goes on, this movie's going to be ripped up a lot about history stuff. And I, I'm not one to even be able to talk about it because I don't know enough about it. You know, I, I really don't. But I can, you can tell that there are certain things in history that are being played with here. But that's for time. For and sure. I, I understand that these movies have to boil down to a, like a core idea. And this movie's really the core idea of who this person is. Yeah, you could tell they had to put a lot into a two and a half hour movie. 
this this goes without saying because it happens with a lot of like um I want to say biopics or you know things like that where you have to kind of um consume like all you can in a certain amount of time and I feel like with something like this it it's almost impossible to put everything every little detail into a two and a half hour movie yeah I think that he condensed it enough so that you understand and you get it. Um, but like you said earlier, there's a lot of things that need to be in there that were not. So I felt like there was like a little bit missing, but I didn't, it didn't drag me out of the movie. So I will say that in our before review, I was a little bit jacked up on the idea of Joaquin Phoenix not having an accent, but you were right. You end up being right. Uh, I don't, I didn't really feel that it was all that necessary for him to have an accent because we're, we're learning about the man, you know, not the accent, but like, I think that it would have maybe now that I'm, I watch the movie and I, I, I see how he, he acted in it. I feel like if he had an accent, it probably would have made it, 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 it would have taken me out of the movie a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like the accent might have hindered some of the performance. Yeah, you think it might have been too much? Because maybe, you know, just because of the way Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he was portraying this this person, that he was brooding and like very, like, I don't know, how do you you describe like a somber speaker? Like a somberness. So like he had that in his personality and his character, you know, and how he acted in the movie. So if you put an accent on top of that, he would be damn near impossible to understand. Yeah. And I don't think that the movie necessarily needed him to have that accent. I think they got the point across without making the audience uncomfortable with a bad accent if he would have given a bad accent. Yeah, a lot of times I can hurt a film. So yeah, yeah. So I, I, th- I think that's a true... I stand corrected with the, you know, see, you know, saying that he couldn't do it right. I, I, I stand corrected on that. I got it wrong with my guess that maybe they would do that transition from French and like kind of saying as you go along, you kind of get numb to it and mm-hmm. it just soaks into you. So they do that talking in French and then slowly go into it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was recently that did it where it was started fading away the the subtitles. I remember that being kind of cool. Oh, I don't remember yeah. who did that recently, but... I don't remember either. Yeah, as like, they slowly transitioned into us learning that they're speaking our language. You know, yeah. Like, we're supposed to be, you know... Right. Hearing their language. Um, so, now, yeah, I guess my other... So, the next thing to talk about is... Uh, um, <laughs> I'm blanking out on what I wanted to say about Joaquin Phoenix in general. I felt like the movie kind of has an idea that this person is about kind of this idea that he's being ruled by women and that he basically, they have that idea why he's the Napoleon complex, right? Where he, you know, a lot of people just say because he was short, but it was like he really needed to live up to the, idea that his mother had set forward although i feel like the movie doesn't really get to that point well they're hinting at it 
-hmm. And they start touching on it more when um, Vanessa Kirby's character comes in, mm -hmm. uh, plays Josephine. She, she's fantastic, by the way. She's she's a really good actress. I, I'm glad yeah. to see her coming more and more into everything we're seeing. Yeah. Um, I liked her in this role. I heard she was in The Crown, which we've never watched, which I heard is really good. No, but so. she was a badass in um, Mission Impossible, yeah. the new one. We really liked it. She might be in the Fantastic Four movie. Ooh. She might be Miss... Uh, Sue Storm? Yep. Sweet. I'll take it. She's really pretty. I think she did a really she good job in this. She has some really captivating eyes. She does, yeah. Uh, which is really interesting because so does uh, Joaquin. So the two of them together is like really a lot of facial acting. Yep. And I don't think, I don't know if they hammered on the point of his character in that enough. They did. This, this idea that I love, there's this great scene. I think it's in the trailer already, so it doesn't even matter to say it, but where she's basically saying to him, I'm the most important thing in your, your world. Because he's trying to be, I'm so powerful, I'm so strong, I'm so important. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I am. Which is really, is there was a really good scene. I thought her, her scenes, every scene that she had with him was fantastic because he, obviously he was the most arrogant little shit on yeah. the planet. And he just thought the world of himself. But in reality, it seems like he really didn't. He had this woman. No, yeah. I mean, she had him by the balls. He just know? wanted to be loved very badly. Yeah. And there's, a, I feel like it's hard to do a movie like this because these events all took place, you know, so long ago that really there's no one's around to tell the story anymore. No one's around, you know, to say, hey, this is how Napoleon was. And there's just endless books there's just uh, letters I'm sure there's, there's things letters like that. and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but uh, i would i would really love to know like i don't know anything about his father or yeah i would have liked to have there, seen that you know? i would have liked to have that um that kind of backstory the little bit mm -hmm. of his childhood of who he who why he became this way it just jumps right into it yes it does it, it really it it's a very fast-paced movie when uh, you know especially the the scenes on the battlefield that those scenes were incredibly shot i mean they were just beautiful yeah i will say though pointing out because you just brought that up i will bring up that the only time i, I realized the runtime or i felt like it was going on a little too long was actually probably the most important battle mm -hmm. of the battle of waterloo mm -hmm. that's the first moment in the movie where i was like okay i actually just got a little tired yeah, it, it, you start. It starts hitting you at that that mark right there. I got there. numb right around that area. I was like, okay, well, we know what's going to happen not too long after this, so it can't go on much farther, you know, yeah. much longer. But uh, I started to feel it. Yeah, at the end, I started to feel it. But overall, I feel like um. So yes, I I I was wrong that you know he needed that accent. He they shouldn't have. I, when I said that he they shouldn't have picked an American to play this role, I I was pretty off on that because I think that Joaquin did a really good job. I, this is a tough situation to to do. I mean, yeah. I, I would feel like for an actor, that's tough. And now I gotta ask you an, another topic about this movie. It's going for humor. Okay, so we had some people in our theater that were laughing where. I feel like laughter was not appropriate. I think it was trying to go for it. I think it was kind of playing kind of a pathetic light. I 
mean, on well, the there's character? one scene where he asks her, his wife, he says, why aren't you pregnant yet? Oh, yeah. And everyone in the theater are laughing. I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? Uh, it wasn't even that. That that there was a couple big moments, especially where he, uh, they were trying to overthrow the. There was a coup sequence, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of him running and falling and and acting like a coward, and then saying, "Nope, I'm not a coward." That kind of stuff, and it kind of portrayed him in a bumbling idiot kind of light, where he. You know, I, I wonder how much that will anger people because he is kind of like held as these one of these people that really did all these accomplishments, mm-hmm. which the end of the movie even nails it even more about his accomplishments are kind of even worse than they, you know, they might be held. So this movie kind of might portray things in even more of a weird, bad light that maybe... I I haven't I don't know, but I would have to look into it further. Um, I think even Ridley Scott was asked about it. That um, French reporters, I, I think Khan, uh, were kind of like saying that this is kind of looking down, and his response was, "Well, I didn't hear any boos." Mm-hmm. So it's more Ridley Scott being I like, mean, he's "Hey, shut arrogant. the fuck up!" He's, yeah, you know, he he's very. I mean, yeah, he comes across very arrogant. <laughs> One but... might say he has Napoleon syndrome. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was wondering though. Do you think that that com there it definitely is some moments of like I, I just a little bit of a humorous side to a lot of scenes. Yes, there are. There See, definitely are. Tonally, this movie is a little bit all over the place, and that's one thing that kind of irked me a little because. You would literally be in a battle where arms are flying off and, you know, people are just being blown up. And then quickly it just switches over back to Josephine and and him sitting on a couch having just a moment. It it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down a lot. So I, and also you're right, you know, there was a little bit of of a bumbling air to him. Like the, in his acting, in some scenes, it, a lot of characters like it opens up really quick. One of the opening battles, uh, amazing CG. Uh, he loses his horse, and he reaches in and grabs a cannonball out of it. And you think it's this moment where he's going to be sad about losing his horse, but he grabs a cannonball out of its body and hands it to his brother and says, "Give it to mother." And it just kind of sets this tone. Mm-hmm. of almost a comic light of him. And I think the movie keeps doing this. There, There's a really odd cut where he's told that his wife might not be faithful to him. And they cut to this next shot is of the man telling him that, the, the guy who was just told, told him that. It looks like he is masturbating, but he's washing his hands. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of shocked everybody. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he was masturbating too. It, it, it's it's such a jarring shot, especially since they just cut from a scene about talking about uh, unfaithfulness. Mm-hmm. And that, that shot, it, it was like, this is definitely done tonally on purpose from mm-hmm. Ridley Scott. Like there, there's a lot of that where 
he's playing with stuff like especially like the scene in the trailer as well where Josephine kind of shows she spreads her legs and says you know once, once you, you see, see this it, you'll you're never gonna want it you're forever. always gonna want it yeah which is like that liber taking that liberties uh, of that's almost comical like that's a comical scene because he looks down slowly his acting and it's definitely that tone and i can see that pissing off people playing with history in a way where they're also comedically hitting it yeah but i get it because that's like i guess that's really scott's way of kind of make just that's his kind of crazy way of making it of saying hey this is his girl like this is he loves he's gonna love her forever like this yeah. is their thing I mean, yeah but you know, i mean i'm is, doing it for the whole movie though but it was an odd way of of, of saying it yes i get it. it he had some odd ways of portraying things i mean that's a huge liberty to it, take i it mean is. i mean the comedic tone throughout the movie even the ending mm -hmm. is uh done in a comedic way you know and it that's it, it's it's odd i could see it pissing people off but I don't know. That's a that's a weird thing I noticed throughout the whole film, where I was like, "That's interesting." It did keep me invested, though, wanting to watch more. It really did, and there's like, I mean, getting. It, it did make me want more in the fact that I, I wanted to have more information given to me because I, I there was like you know we talked about things missing out of the plot and stuff, but. Yeah, I'm guessing that's in the four-hour cut. I would love to know, like, yeah, in the four-hour yeah. cut. I would love to know what happened to his son. He had another child with another woman. Like, there's a lot of things that are missing out of this. So I was hoping that in the end, uh, you know, they would give us something, just a tidbit. A little bit more of his dirt would have been mm -hmm. nice, I think. Yeah, but it, like we were saying, I mean, it, the tone went up and down for me. It was a, It was a bit of a roller coaster for me as, as a movie, because it's just, you're just getting, you know, pardon the expression, blown away on the battlefield, you know, with all the, the crazy, beautiful shots that he got. I mean, he got some beautiful shots, but then immediately he's in a carriage riding back home. And it's like, okay, so you're taken out of that. And then five seconds later, you're back into it. And it was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm exhausted. I need a nap. Yeah, I mean, it goes quick. It, it's very it, quick. It, and they, you feel like you need a little bit more setup or payoff to each battle to understand what has just happened a little bit. Mm -hmm. But they move quick enough that you're just keeping with it, you know. I will say that you were right with the people laughing in the theater at the wrong moments because there were kids that... They were laughing at a scene where he they all open up a sarcophagus. And I was like, I don't know why they're laughing at this scene. I, I didn't get it. It, it. It's probably to show just how uncaring he was about things. Like, oh, yeah. he didn't care about it at all. I mean, he, he was completely a nut job. I mean, uh, according to uh, the history and the things I've read about him, he, he was a nut job. And... That's what makes me, I, that's, that's, this is why I want more, because I want to know, like, why did this woman fall in love with him? I mean, they were obsessed with each other. Why? I don't it, know if she was obsessed with him. I think she was obsessed with the idea of having the power. I think so, too, but they don't really delve into that too much. She has a very, it, her character is very oddly set up. 
I, I, I really wish that I could have had a little bit more with the character development. I'm, I hate saying character development because these are real people, but you know what I mean. I, I would like to know more. I feel like history is, is given to us in kind of, uh, like, you know, doses in yeah. this. Yeah. And then they take, they put us in and then they take us out and they put us in and they take us out. True. So it was kind of up and down for me, but, um, overall I thought it was well acted. Yeah, I did too. Beautifully directed, beautiful cinematography. I, I, in, I enjoyed myself watching this movie. I don't know if I could watch it again. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm intrigued to know what the four hours are, but I, I, I would love release the, the Scott cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit through that, but you know, I'm interested. I, I, I would be interested to watch a, you know, a couple of special features on this, but I, I don't think I will ever watch this movie again. I think it's a one and done because of subject matter, you know? Um, but I did think I, I did come out feeling differently than when I went in. Okay. So yes, that. All right. So final scores. I'm going to give this a seven. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I'm going to give it a seven because I, I, it's way better than mediocre. That's for damn sure. And it's better than good. And that would be a six. So I'm going to say, I, I don't think this movie was great. I don't think it no. blew my mind, but it was a pretty, pretty good movie. I would so. even say, uh, <laughs> where white Joaquin is really good at a good actor and he's definitely good here. It is more subdued, subdued th throughout. It's uh, mm -hmm. a lot of very, you know, uh, they're keeping him a little silent throughout. Yeah, he's held back. He's, he's, he's definitely held back. Yeah, he comes out when he needs to. There's some mm -hmm. great moments. I wouldn't say it's the top notch of him or anything. This is not the best so, yeah. he's done. We all know which one that is. But I'm not going to um, say that he... he uh, he he did good. I mean, he definitely did really good in this. I'm he fascinated. What's the best? Oh. You said you're not going to say what that is. Well, I now really need well, to know. Well, because I thought he was fantastic as Johnny Cash. I loved that's it. That's the one? Yeah, that's a, my favorite role of his. Oh, I'm going to say The Master. That movie's not even that, that good. I don't like that movie. And he's so good in it. Well, he's great. He's, he's great. He's so good and in that movie. People will say The Joker, but I, I don't, I'm not going to say that. I think he was great as Johnny Cash. I feel like he embodied that role. So. I, I really thought that you were going to say Space Camp. No. <laughs> well, that was a different person, Scott. I mean, was that was it? Leaf Phoenix. Can you, that uh, was back then when he was being called Leaf. Can you do the robot? <laughs> Let me do Max. Hold on. Max. Max. In space. Space. <laughs> Friend. So... <laughs> That movie's Bye, great. Max. That, that movie's so much fun. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. Do you know how many people's careers got started with that freaking movie? That movie has everybody. In I it. mean, think about it. First of all, Kate Capshaw, and then you got Kelly Preston. Oh, Kelly Preston. Oh wait. Oh, you know who else is that? What's that, that actor's name? Shit, isn't it? T -Tana? The L A M, the A and the R, the man on the mic that they call Lamar. <laughs> Yes, he's in Lamar it too. from Revenge of the yeah. Nerds. Um, was that is it Tate name? Donovan? Am I right? 
I think it's T. Donovan. Yeah, I'm going to say T. Donovan. Yeah, and you got, um, who else? From the um, epic oh, masterpiece Love Potion number nine. Oh, I love that movie, first of Tom all. Tom Scarrett. Leah Thompson. Tom Scarrett. Leah Thompson. I mean, that movie what was What are we like, talking about great. here again? Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, we, oh I thought we were cool talking about Space is. Camp. I thought this was a whole podcast on Space <laughs> Camp for a minute there. Wait, Space Camp was, yeah, in 86. So, yeah, he was just a little kid. He was still a leaf. Why did, why, I mean, he was actually born Joaquin. Yeah, so I, I know. Think he was born Joaquin, but they his parents were hippies. They named everyone Rainbow and yeah. River and Summer and what's the other one? Liberty and all that stuff. But yeah, I love. Okay, so Larry Scott is Rudy. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, you used to run around in Revenge of the Nerds too in them little leopard print underwears. Oh yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I love that shit. That movie was so funny. <laughs> All right, so we both are suggesting this movie. Okay, I'm getting off topic here. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I love how my uh, audio spikes on certain words. Um, yeah. So we both suggested. We liked it a lot more than we thought. I definitely liked it a lot more than I thought because I, I definitely had some reservations going in. I did too. That changed when I, I, I saw I it. So I, I don't think I pointed out my reservations in the uh, before, oh, but I did. Because you know, I cause we had a we were a crunch for time, so I kind of scooed you out of here. But <laughs> yeah, we sorry did for we the did scoot. cut that short. Yeah. <laughs> scoot scoot. Uh, you know what next week is though? Next the week. big man. The big man. Big man. Yep. Well, Godzilla. What are we gonna do for the big man? big event we're gonna see it on screen x surround picture of I feel like the big band crushing an entire city we should have a party <laughs> you know like just because you know we always celebrate the big man he actually just had a birthday he sure did i did not bake a cake i know <sighs> damn all right so uh, thanks for listening everybody you can hit us on social media tell you what you think are you looking forward to the four hour schneider cut schneider cut Schneider. I wanted to say Rob Schneider. <laughs> He's a carrot. Yeah, They're stapler. <laughs> uh, the release the Scott cut. Are you are you looking forward to the four hour version of this film? Nobody's looking forward to that. Okay. Hit us on social media at the Crafty Misfit. That's Joe, and I am uh, at uh, Just Another Movie Night. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and have a good one. Je vais vous say un triomphe terrible en rousse avec mes water slides. I don't think it's gonna work. No? Triomphe Napoleon. Sir, f*** you, f*** you, thank you very much, f*** you. Go f*** yourself, go on, sir, go on. <sighs>